0: Right, we are back to podcast. I hope everyone has had a good day in the Lord. We learned some things from the scriptures, and the Lord has been so good to us. And uh, continue to pray for all of our needs. And uh, looking forward to hopefully finding a place soon. Uh, we're looking strong in, in that land uh, area, but uh, we're just praying. God open up the right door. Uh, it's, it's something we need. And uh, God said that he would supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And so we, we appreciate each of you praying and asking that God uh, take care of, of the needs. Um, I appreciate each of you looking forward to the podcast. We'll be podcast tonight and Sunday, or in Wednesday. Um, tonight we're going to the book of Galatians. The book of Galatians. Galatians is a, a good, good guy. In fact, I like to balance out, when we're doing our studies, I like to do our balance out um, Old Testament with New Testament, so we're, we're doing... Old Testament and Bible study, then we'll do podcast in the New Testament, and or if we're uh, doing a lot of New Testament on Sunday morning, we'll go to Old Testament uh, for podcast and Bible study. So I like to keep it balanced. I like to go through the Scriptures. I have a a goal in life before I get to heaven uh, to teach, teach and preach through every book of the Bible. I have most. Um, some of the minor prophets I haven't gotten through yet um, I have preached through Jonah, I have preached through Hosea uh, Joel, Amos, Obadiah I have not I would like to do studies on them at some point um, I would also I, I've actually never been completely through Isaiah in teaching and preaching I have i uh, course, read through it several, many times, um, but I've never done a teaching preaching through it, so I I would like to do Isaiah. So before I I go to heaven, I would like to teach through the Bible, and I've gotten through most of it. Uh, Like I said, I I lack some some, um, uh, minor prophets, what they term as minor prophets. They're just essentially smaller books. Uh, they weren't minor they they were the prophet was a major part of God's plan so i i never like calling them minor prophets but that's what they're commonly referred to but um we're going through galatians now galatians is a book uh paul penned this book to the gentiles of course he wrote the letter uh to the christians in galatia in about 58 and uh, he preached to the Galatians on his first and second journeys. Uh, you'll find the parallel in this in Acts 13, uh, 14 through fourteen twenty eight, also Acts 16. And uh, what has happened here, Paul went in, everywhere he went, he preached grace. He was a grace preacher. He was preaching the grace of God through Jesus Christ, through salvation, through the blood of God, but through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that was it. Plus, nothing, minus, nothing. Salvation by grace, through faith, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. No works involved. Well, what had happened is in Paul's absence, because Paul didn't stay at one church long. he would go from church to church, helping, preaching, teaching, establishing, planning. Uh, He might stay a few years and then move on to the next work that God had for him to do. And uh, in his absence, preachers had come in, false teachers had come in and taught that the gospel was uh, not just grace, that works were involved and mainly circumcision uh, would be required in Jewish law. And so, basically, what, what was going on was uh, Paul had taught salvation by grace through faith, got these folks saved, and then a false teacher come in and told them that not only were they saved by grace, but they were required to keep Jewish law. And um, so, Paul, Paul goes into great detail. He, he gets wind of this, and as he gets wind of this, he writes the letter to the Galatians. Now this is of of significance to me um the church that i i pastored so long in the mountains um i i wanted to say carefully but but it's a fact have uh, underwent some of this i preached the salvation by grace through faith and um what had kind of followed was was someone that that leaned a little more uh, legalistic in, in the doctrine um, and you know re- having set requirements and parameters and so forth. and um, it's tore the church up for one thing, but the other was that most, not all but most have come back, and phoned back, texted back, reiterated back at some point that what was taking place and looked to me for counsel in in the situation. And uh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking that we are free from bondage and men through whatever reasons, most of the time control, seek to put folks back under bondage. They leave a life of bondage of drugs. They leave a bondage of life of alcohol. They leave a bondage of Life of pornography and God saves them, changes them, and then someone in the religious community seeks to put them back under bondage. The Bible says that if if the son shall make you free you shall be free indeed. And so let's uh, let's look to the word of God. that is that is our parameter that is our basis, not a very long. Chapter in Galatians, Galatians one verses one through twenty-four, and so Paul opens this up. So what had happened is, so when these when these Judaizers is what we'll call them, when these Judaizers come in and taught this false doctrine, uh, they questioned Paul's apostleship. I mean, it, they the best way to teach a new doctrine to a group of people that had been taught otherwise is to undermine the teacher and so that's what takes place here Paul is getting undermined by by these Judaizers that come in and teach a false gospel so you'll see him validating his credentials in his walk with God throughout this book so he comes in Paul uh, Galatians 1 and 1 Paul an apostle not of men now notice these these letters I've I've noted this before in teaching through the epistles to you, that in these letters, they're kind of reversed from our letters. We write a letter, dear dear Kevin, whomever, whomever we're writing to, dear Sadie. And we, we write these letters, and when we write these letters, we address the person we're, we're speaking to first, and then at the end, we sign our names as as the you know the the writer and the sender of the letter. these letters were different. Paul would uh, start his letter with with identifying whom he is, so he establishes here Paul an apostle not of men, neither by man. I like that he is not an apostle of men; he was a called of men. he is an apostle of. Jesus Christ Paul an apostle not of men neither by man so that says man didn't call me and man did not call me God called me but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brethren which are with me unto the churches of of Galatia grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ so he immediately begins to get into the issue at hand. He identifies grace immediately. Grace be unto you. And peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So he gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. Then we go to verse 6. I marvel. Now now here's the reason for the letter. He gives us the greetings in verses 1 through 5. But then he gives us the reason for the letter to the Galatians here at first. Now, in verse... But Galatians 1, one, Paul says he's emphasizing this fact that he's not of men because the false teachers had tried to discredit him. And have you ever noticed that people always, that they try to discredit a preacher? So they were saying that he was not a, pro, a proper apostle since he had become one long after the Lord's ascension, just like in Corinthians. Um, but he says here, I marvel. In other words, he, he's almost shocked. I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. This is literally Paul saying you, they're preaching another gospel. Not the gospel, not the correct gospel, not the right gospel. They are preaching another gospel. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. So then he then he, he doesn't backtrack, he just kind kind of goes a little bit deeper into what he's saying. He said essentially it's not another gospel. It's not the gospel at all. They're perverting the gospel of Christ. Now watch this verse eight. I I I, I and I remember distinctly telling this to the church in in the mountains at Emmanuel. I've had, and I've even had them, some of them remind me of this. I remember some, I, I did, I, I planned on dying from there. I planned on going to heaven from there, the rapture, being raptured. And uh, no, no idea that, you know, what would befall me in the several years or what have you. But I remember telling them, should anything ever happen and, and I not be here, don't let someone come in and, and teach a false gospel. And I want you to look with me in verse 8. This is what he says. But though me, so we, so he, he immediately identifies himself in this group. He's say, saying, I'm not immune, even if it's me. In other words, he, he doesn't want their allegiance to be to him. He wants their allegiance to be to Christ. A lot of times, when a preacher um, is is can't is, you know is a good preacher. If a preacher is a good preacher, and he preaches the Bible, and he he communicates truths good correctly, he communicates truths to the degree in which people uh, enjoy listening. If he does, there will be folks that like to hear him preach, and and. Then there'll be folks that that he he just can't stay. They can't stand him. They can't stand him because he's preaching the truth. And we'll address that in Galatians. Those that can't stand him will always accuse those that appreciate his ministry as following a man. Some of you probably were accused of following a man. Okay? And we're going to, I'm talking about this. We're teaching this, addressing this. So let's talk about that. Paul says, he groups himself in this. But though we, so that's, that's him, that's him. That's him and, and his ministry team, those that are with him. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. He said, even if it's me. Paul is not wanting them to follow him as much as he's wanting them to follow the, the the Christ, the gospel of Christ, the Word of God that he has taught them in the manner in which he has taught them. And he's saying, if if I err, if I preach something else, don't follow me. Follow what I've taught you. Follow the Christ that I've taught you. Now, concerning anybody that would lay claim to our church or those of you that make up our church in following a man, i.e. me. My response to that is this. You're not. You're following a gospel that that man is preaching. You're following a message that that man is preaching. And should I ever err from the message should I ever stray from the message? Let me be accursed and you find someone that can preach or is preaching the correct message. That, that's plain. That's what any gospel preacher desires. We don't want a following. We want you following Christ and, and following the message that I preach. That's what Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what he was meaning. He was like, follow the message that I preach as I follow and preach Jesus Christ. And so to anyone that would lay that silly, foolish, jealous claim of following a man, there's your answer. You're not following a man. You're following the message that the man is preaching and the message is the Word of God in Jesus Christ. And Paul is saying, if we or any other creature preach any other gospel than that which has been delivered unto you, let them be a curse. That includes me. That includes me. So remember that. Verse 9, as we said before, So say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you that which you have received, let him be a curse. So Paul repeats this statement. Verse 10, For do it now... Do I now persuade men, or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Now therein is the heart of a preacher, a real God-called preacher. A God-called preacher is not out to please men. His message is not to please men. His decisions are not to please men. And the minute that he seeks to please men... He is not the servant of Christ. Now, that's just how it is. Uh, I, that, listen, we can talk about that too. I, I know. I remember one of the questions uh, that I got posed, I guess, at the, at the pulpit committee or, or something. Maybe I don't know. It might have been with the deacons. There's so many committees uh, at Franklin Heights. Was no? It was this. It was the. the fa- it, it was asked. It said that um no, you know no one here every everyone here says and believes you're probably one of the best bible teachers they've ever heard we wonder what kind of pastor you are and would be dude really you you just asked that qu- I couldn't I here's the thing what that means is you can teach and you can preach but will you do what we want you to do all the time that's what that's what that question means. It's very it's a very veiled way of asking it, but that's what that means. I got news for you folks. That when you look at the Word of God and it's called a pastor, the sheep weren't leading the pastor. They're not to lead the pastor. And this whole this whole you know, good preacher is he a good pastor? Stuff. The fact of the matter is that means that is a veiled way of saying, "Will you do what we want you to do, and when we want you to do it?" Well, I want you to understand that if if a man's call of God, and this is not just me. This is any man call of God. He is a servant of Christ. Servant of Christ. A lot of people want to say he's a servant of the people. You will serve people through serving Christ, but you're a servant of Christ. You're not a servant of the people. And that's what Paul's saying here. For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of who? Christ Christ. You're not a servant of man. You're a servant of Christ. Verse 11, but I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, man didn't teach it to me. And that's the truth, too. Jesus revealed it to me. I, I've got a I've got a doctorate degree. I do. It's earned earned doctorate degree. But I can tell you what I've learned about this Bible that I teach y'all. Seventy five to eighty percent of it did not come from what I learned in my and I and I love my Bible college. I, I love them. I love I still love the people to this day. But there's an old saying among preachers when when they get out of school. Now you get your education. And that's what Paul's saying here. It was This gospel was not delivered to me. It was not preached of me or after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it. But by the revelation of Jesus Christ, Jesus taught Paul what he wanted him to teach. For you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God, this is his life before salvation, and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in mine own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the j- tradition of my fathers. So Paul was, was a staunch Jew. He was a staunch Orthodox Jew following the traditions and practices of the Jewish people. I like verse 15, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb, called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. So when when God called me to preach, I didn't go to a man, is what Paul said. I didn't go to a council. I didn't go to a group of people. I didn't go to any man. When God called me to preach, I conferred not with flesh and blood. Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me. I didn't even go to the council of Jerusalem, but I went into Arabia. Why did he go into Arabia? He went to Arabia to hear from God, to get along with God. And that's what a man of God has to do. He has to learn. He's not always going to be the most social creature. Not a man of God hired pastor, a hired preacher may be, but a man of God will not always be the most social fella. He'll like alone time. He'll like being alone. He'll like spending time with God alone. So Paul went to Arabia by himself and returned again into Damascus. Then after three years I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. But other of the apostles saw I none save James, the Lord's brother. Now the things which I write unto you, behold, before God I lie not. Afterwards I came into the regions of Syria and Cilicia and was unknown by the face unto the churches of Judea which were in Christ. But they had heard only that he which persecuted us in times past now preacheth the faith which he destroyed, and they glorified God in me. And he ends that chapter with that statement, they glorified God in me. They glorified God in me. So, what what is all this? Well, um, in verse seventeen, Arabia. Uh, this is the period in Paul's life that's not mentioned in Acts. It it had to have occurred between Acts nine twenty one and nine twenty two when he returned because of the return of Damascus. You see, that's that's what I was trying to teach you all. On Sunday morning, or on, I'm sorry, on Wednesday night. That sometimes two verses can have many years apart. We think because you got two verses that are back to back that they're simultaneous or you know happening. And that's not the case. Genesis one one and one two are not. But Acts nine twenty one and Acts nine twenty two are also like that because. Paul says here in Galatians that um, he went to Arabia, and we see nowhere in Acts that he was in Arabia. It had the only, and, and you've got a, basically a complete detail of Paul's journeys after Acts nine. So the only place that Acts nine that Arabia could have occurred was in nine twenty one, between nine twenty one and nine twenty two, and nine twenty two where he returned to Damascus. So he got saved, and then when he got saved, remember he was on the Damascus road. He didn't go into Damascus, he got saved and went to Arabia. When he went to Arabia, he heard from God. He heard from heaven. Probably, it could have been very well when he got called up to the third heaven. Either way, either way. The fact is, is he got along with God. And that's, that's what I want to address in my closing statements. People in this world look at loneliness and alone time as being a very, a very bad thing. Now, we need each other. We need a support system. We need folks that love us. We need people that care about us. But I'm going to tell you just as important probably more important because if you don't get this you won't be any good to a group and that is the fact that you get a long time with God now, I'm not talking about a long time to spend with your girlfriend that's that's you know I, I, I've seen women do that they would be like I need a long time they go spend it with 10 girlfriends that's not what I'm talking about I've seen guys do that I need a long time then they go out to the hunting club that's not what I'm talking about that I means you just need time away from your family, and that's not—that's not always biblical. But we do need times to get away to get with God, just to get by ourselves in the woods somewhere, or on a beach, or just by the river, or on a drive, or in the backyard, wherever you like. to Just go spend time with you, in God and His creation. I'm telling you. We we've gotten away from that. And being alone isn't always the worst thing. We are created for people and I talked about that this morning and we, we know that. But there's times in our lives where we just got to just get away for a little bit by ourselves so that we can hear from God. And Paul In in between Acts 9.21 and 9.22, he went off to Arabia after God saved him. And Arabia gets called up to the third heaven. He begins to hear from God. He begins to get this gospel laid out, and then he can come back with the boldness and the freshness and the readiness to do the job at hand that God has called him to do, and he only gets that through speaking and hearing from God in Arabia. So no one likes to be alone all the time. We need people. We're social people. But when you are, don't look at it as a curse. Don't look at it as a, a as a punishment. Don't look at it as something bad. Take advantage of that. And hear from God. Fellowship with God. And let God speak to you and you speak to Him. Spend time in, in your Lord when you get those times by yourself. So that's what Paul did. Paul, And when you come out, you can have a freshness. You can have a boldness. You can have a zeal. You can have a readiness of mind to do the work of God. This has been Galatians chapter 1. Galatians is going to be good. So I want you all to listen to these. And uh, we're going into Galatians chapter 2 on Wednesday night. And then next Wednesday night, we'll be back in in in-person Bible study. Good night. God bless. I love you all.